In the name of the Blessed Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson were traveling to a university in central England in search of an answer to the question, what is the meaning of the story of the Good Samaritan? A story told by Jesus about a Samaritan who stops and helps a beaten man after a priest and Levite had passed the beaten, beaten man without rendering aid. Holmes and Watson also wanted to know whether the story was a parable or an allegory. They had found before leaving on their trip to central England that in the Jewish tradition, the parable was a story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. And they learned that Jesus' parables are more often about revealing something about his presence, and when a deeper meaning is revealed from the story, then that meaning is an allegory. Holmes and Watson had found, for example, that many of Jesus' parables referred to simple, everyday things, such as a woman baking bread, which is a parable of the leaven. The man knocking on his neighbor's door at night is a parable of the friend at night. Or the aftermath of a roadside mugging is parable of the Good Samaritan. Holmes and Watson then found that these parables each have a different allegorical meaning because there was a broader, deeper message. For example, these three parables had religious themes, such as the growth of the kingdom of God, the importance of prayer, or the meaning of the identity of the Samaritan. Watson and, Holmes and Watson knew they had their work cut out for them. When they arrived at the university town, it was late. All the inns were closed. Fortunately, they had a nice two-man tent. They crawled inside and were soon fast asleep. After a short time, Holmes woke up and then woke up Watson. Holmes asked Watson what he saw. Watson said he saw a night full of stars, a beautiful night. When Holmes asked the same question, when Holmes was asked the same question by Watson, Holmes told Watson that what he saw was that someone had stolen their tent. <laughs> Hence, a clue to what the situation would be, two different thoughts about the meaning of the story of the Good Samaritan. First, the story. The next day, after a hearty breakfast of shepherd's pie and a jug of ale, they set to work. This is what they found. The scene of the story of the Good Samaritan is a road from Jerusalem down to the uh, city of Jericho. And Jericho is a village near the Dead Sea. Jerusalem is 2,300 feet above sea level. Jericho, on the other hand, is by the Dead Sea, and that sea is 1,300 feet below sea level. The distance between the two towns is less than 20 miles. 
The elevation drops 3,600 feet. The road was known as the Bloody Way because it had rocky and narrow passages and sudden turns. It was ideal for thieves to rob and steal from travelers who dared to travel it alone. This danger of being robbed and beaten while traveling on the road was common occurrence during the time of Jesus. Why the story? Jesus tells this story to a lawyer who was likely a Pharisee, much like Saul, later known as Paul, was. Such a lawyer would have been learned in the law of Moses. And he thought he knew the answer when he asked Jesus a second question. Who is my neighbor? He knew that the answer would be based upon the definition of neighbor in Leviticus 19.18. Leviticus 19.18 says, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Jesus then tells the lawyer that he, the lawyer, is a neighbor to the man who is beaten, robbed and left for dead. That man is not identified as belonging to any tribe or nationality. The person who stops and helps this man does so because Jesus says that when he saw the beaten man, he, the Samaritan, was moved with pity. And he went to him and took action to restore the man to health. The Samaritan was the only one to do so. The priest and the Levi did not lift a finger to help the man. Jesus then asked the lawyer, who was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? The answer the lawyer gave Jesus was that the neighbor to the beaten man was the one who showed mercy, namely the Samaritan. Jesus then told the lawyer to go and do likewise. In other words, he is to give aid to the stranger who is now the lawyer's neighbor. The lawyer's neighbor is from henceforth not limited to the definition of neighbor in Leviticus 19.18. Jesus was saying to the lawyer that who his neighbor is is also found in Leviticus 19, chapter, uh, verse 32 through 33. It reads that an alien who resides with you shall be to you as a citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself, for you once were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. We should ask ourselves the same question. Who are our neighbors? Since our ancestors were once aliens in the United States and in Texas. Now to the deeper allegorical meaning of the story. This is what Holmes and Watson discovered. Holmes and Watson found that the story of the Good Samaritan harbors a far deeper allegorical meaning. They learned that the early church fathers saw that the story was about the fall and redemption of mankind. It was the early Christian writers who taught that Jesus is the Good Samaritan. 
the one who saves fallen mankind, represented by man who was beaten and left for dead. This allegorical reading was taught not only by ancient followers of Jesus, but also by vir virtually universally throughout Christi early Christianity, being advocated by Irenaeus, Clement, Origen, and in the fourth and fifth centuries by Christostasone of Constantinople, Ambrose in Milan, and Augustine in North Africa. The man who had fallen into the hands of thieves was a symbol of humanity, a humanity that was wounded by original sin and personal sin. St. Augustine commented, these offenses, original and personal sin, had robbed mankind of immortality. They covered him with wounds and made him susceptible to sin. St. Bede wrote that sins are called wounds because they destroy the integrity of human nature. The thieves represented the devil who leads humanity into unrestrained sinful passions. Then there were the Levites and the priests. Both of these men symbolized the Old Covenant, which could not cure these wounds that were brought about by humanity's sinful ways. Then there was the inn where Jesus, the Good Samaritan, took the wounded man to be cared for. The inn was seen as a symbol of the church, where fallen sinful man is healed and restored to new life. What would have happened to this poor man that represented humanity of all nations and peoples if Jesus had stayed at home with his father? What would have happened to our souls if the Son of Man had not undertaken his journey to be one of us? So the, the Samaritan is now understood to be Jesus, is moved with compassion for humanity. And it is Jesus, the Good Samaritan, who is seen doctoring mankind's wounds by his teachings, represented by the bandages he put on this poor beaten man. The pouring of oil on the wound was seen as the Holy Spirit. And the wine being poured into the wounds was seen as the Holy Eucharist. St. John wrote to the early Christians, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Holmes and Watson had found the answer to the two interpretations of the story of the Good Samaritan. So it wasn't a bad day after all, even though their tent had been stolen. In summary, these two interpretations are First, thanks to the lawyer, Jesus made known to us that we are to be a neighbor to aliens. Second, that just as Jesus was a good Samaritan to all peoples, that we should follow his example. How are we to follow Jesus' example? How are we to be a good Samaritan? I believe that Jesus always provides an answer when he challenges us. And one of the answers I suggest is found in the parable of the great judgment, found in Matthew 25. 
There Jesus gives specific examples to guide us in how to be good Samaritans to our neighbors. We are to welcome the strangers, clothe the naked, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, visit the sick and those in prison. And as we do these things, two things occur. We are being a good Samaritan neighbor to those folks, and we are also being a good neighbor to Jesus, for we are doing these things to him as well. <laughs>